0: Welcome to episode 270 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. I have a special episode for you today. We are going to talk about what to do if you constantly feel like you're fighting with your body or fighting with your brain and how it behaves around food. And this is really common when we're working on weight. Um, It's so deeply embedded in us that it has to be a fight that we have to have this struggle that in order to change we have to make ourselves wrong and point out all the ways we are lacking and I want for you to fight against that I want you to get angry that we have been taught to do it that way because it is not fair to you nor is it effective in creating change so today what we're going to talk about in the podcast is how to identify this, get curious about it, notice where it's showing up, and then how can we think differently about it and how actually being on the same team with your body, being teammates that care about each other, being on the same team with that part of your brain that wants to head through the drive through caring about that part of your brain, knowing that it cares about you actually will help you create change in your life, in your eating, in your weight, much more easily, much more sustainably, with less effort. Okay, this is a really, really important topic. And I would say this is a place where we have been taught to go so wrong when it comes to managing our eating and weight. Society and diet culture taught us bad shit about this stuff. And it got embedded where it feels like it's us that's saying this to ourselves. It feels like it's just the truths about our body. And it's not, it is not the truth. It is somebody's opinion that somehow got put into popular society years and years ago, before you were probably ever born. And so you grew up assuming that it's the truth. I think it's time to question it. I think it's time to say, fuck that shit. We're not going to do it like that anymore. I deserve to actually feel good in my body, no matter what size it is, no matter what I've eaten today. And by doing that, I will be able to take care of this one body I have more effectively while also feeling better and having better days even before the scale even starts to move. Um, If you love what I've just said, and you're like, hell yeah, I am ready for this, and you are a physician, a female physician, please come join us inside Thrive Academy. Submit an application so you and I can talk about if it's the right fit for you, but this is what we do inside Thrive Academy. I teach you how to do this, how to change the conversation around weight, Change the conversation around eating so it is easier. You put less effort in, but also it works better and it is more sustainable. So you have confidence that you don't need another diet because you actually have the skills to manage your own eating and weight with your own personal challenges because everything you learn inside Thrive Academy is customized to what you are dealing with. And I think it is such a better way to take care of ourselves to go after goals when they feel good and when the tools you're using actually make all the aspects of your life better instead of assuming your life will be better once you reach that goal because that doesn't work. So head over to start thriveca to learn more about Thrive Academy for Physicians um, or you can head over to Weight Solutions for Physicians which is my main website. Um, click on the Work With Me tab and submit an application that way. You have to submit an application in order to join Thrive Academy. And here's why I do it that way. I know that taking a step to invest in managing your eating weight differently is tough sometimes, especially when you have a big history of feeling like you fail around your weight loss. And so I've made Thrive Academy application only because when I read your application, I know if I can help you. I've been doing this enough years. I know If I can help you and I will give you the honest truth after reviewing your application. If I think you're a good fit, I will tell you if I think there's areas where I'm concerned about, or if I just don't think this is the right program for you, I will tell you that that is my promise. There is no pressure, no obligation. I'm not interested in forcing you to join. What I love is when women physicians who really have been struggling with their eating and weight, who I know I can help and who are all in and excited to change how they go after these goals. When they come join us, it's amazing because that's what the community is. That's what all the women physicians in this program are doing. And everybody is so positive and supportive of each other that it's a beautiful community uh, to become part of. So I want you to join Thrive Academy when you're like, yes, I am ready, I want to do this differently. And it what I talk about really calls to you. And I do the application process so that you don't have to worry that you're misinterpreting stuff. As physicians, we've been taught we don't tell people things will work when they don't. I hold that to be true. When I'm talking to physicians about my coaching program, I will tell you what I think you can accomplish and what you can't. Um, and that means that when it's time for you to actually join Thrive Academy, you have a lot of confidence that, okay, yeah, this is the program for me and I'm ready to invest my time and my focus into this. Okay. Bit of a long winded chat, but I just wanted you to be aware, especially because we are in a time of the year where weight, eating, dieting, all that stuff is really at the forefront. You're seeing a lot of it in your social media feeds. There's a lot of like back and forth, like either you should like, go after these big goals, or don't do any of it because New Year's resolutions are bad. And what I offer to you is actually, there is positive ways, there are good ways to go about any goal. Um, But we just have to do them differently than what we've been taught. And that's what this episode is about. I was thinking about a story, uh, like, as I was preparing this episode, I was thinking, when did this start showing up for me? When did I start to have this concept that my body was wrong? That my body could do bad things to me. And I encourage you to think about that too. When did it show up for you? For me, what I was thinking is I think it was around as a teenager, a a young teenager. I remember starting to perceive this. I remember worrying. It's funny (laughs) because I remember worrying. I was always very tall that I would be, I was gaining weight. And I'm like, but if you're tall, you need to be thin. And so what happens if you're tall and chubby? That doesn't make sense. Because in my brain, it was like, you're either tall and skinny, or you'd be short and chubby. Like just those very stereotypical views of what bodies looked like. This is a young brain, right? And so I remember being just really uncertain about how is it that my body could be gaining weight, even though I'm tall. And now what I'm aware of is it was probably the prepubertal uh, adipose tissue increase, which is very normal that I was experiencing, but I, it confused me. And then I remember reading uh, teen teen magazines or of some sort and reading articles that talked about how if you gain adipose tissues, if you gain adipose cells, you can never lose them. Um, And I remember feeling worried, like if I'm gaining these, this extra fat tissue, this means these are cells that are never going to go away and they can only shrink so small. And again, a young brain, but really interpreting it as, oh my gosh, like there's stuff I need to be worried about how my, around how my body is handling this. Um, and I, I think that stuck with me for a very long time, honestly, of that idea that, my body could be doing something wrong, that I have to watch what my body is doing and manage it and like, try to keep it in line. And so from there, you know, that's kind of I think what started doing some weird eating stuff, like nothing that I would consider an eating disorder looking back, but you know, books and stuff that were out in the early nineties about, oh, this is how you actually do it. And just bizarre concoctions. Um, and trying to exercise, but because I was coming at it from a place of, there's something wrong with my body, that my body has potential to be wrong. The exercise that I was doing was, you know, about the burning of calories how many calories could I burn? I'll, you know, I need to be doing this to keep these, <laughs> these rogue adipose tissue, adipose cells that are just trying to like, uh, multiply a number of like rabbits, trying to keep them in check, right? Um, which it's funny thinking back on it, but it's, it's not so funny thinking, you know, how many of us as women, as teenagers started to think there was something wrong with our body and that our body had the potential to do us harm. And maybe it started earlier for you, right? A lot of us, if you, if you had a body that held weight when you were little, you may have started to get some of those messages even earlier that there was something wrong with your body. And how, how mean is that? <laughs> that our society has the ability to do that to a child. I, don't, I think it's horrible that it happens to teenagers. But when I hear stories about this messaging that even small children can get, uh, it's so, so sad to me that this is how we think about our bodies. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. So I want to pose a question to you. What did our bodies ever do to us? how is it that our bodies have been made to be this villain based on their size or their shape or the type of food they want? You know, it's just interesting to think, like, how did we come to this? It wasn't always like this. Like, we all know when you look back historically in art and stuff, there have been times in history where a much more rounded body shape was prized. And I suspect back then may not have been thought of as like, there wasn't the same thought that your body was trying to do something against you. Maybe the people that didn't have the round curves had the same feelings. Maybe the issue is just that there are perceived ideals at any point in time. Why is it that we have perceived ideals over what a body should look like when we know that bodies look so many different ways, Right? As doctors, we know this, we know the huge range that bodies come in. And they all have value. They're all worth caring for. So why is it that we have gotten a message that our body is different? That it's not worthy of being nice to if it's not the right size. That if its adipose tissue is increasing, it decreases its ability to be loved. Why have we gotten this message? And what I want to pose to you, do you want to keep that messaging? Is that actually how you want to think about your body? And is it helping you? Is there any, any benefit to thinking that your body is wrong and that it is? worth is impacted by the types of cells it has on it and the number of cells, right? It's stupid. We would never be like, oh, I've got too much transitional epithelial cells. Mm, going to have to work on that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to that party because I feel like people might notice that I've got too much transitional epithelial cells going on right now. Right? Like, it's, it's just silly. Like, why is it that the out of all the cells in our body, the ones that have been deemed to be unacceptable and things we need to fight against are these adipose cells. I think I'm opposing these questions uh, mainly to just get you thinking about like, where is this embedded messaging showing up and what parts of it do you actually want to keep? And think about how much energy and effort you put into fixing yourself this perception that you need to be fixed it's a lot most people when we're thinking about managing weight are coming at it from this perception that there is something faulty that needs to be fixed and just think about it again where did we learn that our bodies needed fixing And whose ideal is this, right? Whose ideal is it that our bodies need to be fixed, aren't okay, should all fit one mold? It's not ours. This, you know, this messaging and ideal has been there for so long. It's been passed through generations, so what if we start claiming it and deciding I get to be the one that decides? And what if it was impossible for there to be something in your body that it's doing naturally that needs fixing? And I'm I'm speaking, you know, outside of illness, right? Like, obviously, if you break your leg, you probably needs some fixing. But it's not that internal shame of like, oh, there's something wrong. It's like, oh, there's an issue it needs to be fixed. If you have heart failure, it's not the shame about like, oh my gosh, my heart isn't pumping hard enough, and I need to like improve its function. It's not usually that. It's like, okay, there's a challenge here, and I need to figure out how to manage it in the best way. but it, it it's not the same like shame based concept of there is a deficit that needs to be fixed as how we think about our weight. And eating. And the impact when we think about why does this matter? Like if you really want to be a smaller size, why does it matter how you think about your body now? And the reality is, is that when we come at it from this place of there is a deficit, it is not okay, it impacts my worth, it impacts my body's ability to be loved and accepted. And it will only improve if I lose weight and work towards some sort of ideal. It sets you up for a whole host of stuff that you have done in the past and you have not liked. So when we think about it, like the classic dieting, the restriction, the hanging on for willpower, the berating yourself, a lot of that comes from this belief that you are starting from a place that has less worth than where you want to go. And what ends up happening is the experience of working on your weight doesn't feel good because you are working on something that you feel is a deficit, is shameful, is not okay. And because the experience of your weight loss does not feel good, it often isn't sustainable because what you're doing shit you don't want to do (laughs) and you're just trying to atone for the fact that you have some extra adipose cells. That's not sustainable. And then at the end, when it is not sustainable because it was never sustainable to begin with, who gets blamed? Hmm? You turn around, you blame yourself, you blame your beautiful body because you started from a place of there is something wrong with this body. I need to fix it. And when the fix that you try from that negative shame place doesn't work, that blame gets laid back on your body and yourself. And that holds you in this cycle that none of us want to be in. And yet it can feel so hard to get out of, of like, I want to change this. And every time I do, it's a struggle. I hate it. It's too much work. I suck at it because I always fail. And therefore there must be something wrong with me it is not the way to live your life it is not effective in weight loss it certainly is not effective in maintaining weight loss when we talk about what does it take to maintain weight long term it gets you caught up in all this like if you if you do manage to hit your goal while hating yourself to get there you hit a point where weight comes back a little bit which is normal that's part of a long term weight management but if our view is there's something wrong with my body, it is not okay when it is a larger size. When you naturally have that weight fluctuation, it is going to explode in your brain of, oh my gosh, everything's going wrong. I've completely failed again. And most likely what that's going to do is make you give up and you end up regaining that weight. Versus if we can change this conversation and we're managing our bodies, managing our eating from a place of love and acknowledgement of the amazing things that our bodies are regardless of their size if we can work towards that then when that little bit of weight gain starts to happen as a normal part of weight maintenance you're in such a better place to be like okay this is a normal thing that bodies do and what do i want to do about it what do i need to shift what do i need to change to work towards where i feel my best it's a different conversation. It's far less likely to have you at the point where you're like, oh, fuck it, I've totally blown it, all the weight's coming back. Because as we know, for any of you who have lost a significant amount of weight, as you know, especially at the beginning, you spend a lot of time feeling like the whole weight's gonna come back, looking over your shoulder, being like, I'm certain it's gonna come back. And if we haven't done this work to change how we're thinking about the base reasons why we're wanting to make change and the base meaning of what it means to have a body with weight, then as soon as anything happens, your brain is like, oh, there it goes. It's all coming back. And it will, because how we think about things becomes self-fulfilling prophecies. So pause for a sec. Take a breath. Let your shoulders relax down and ask yourself, what if my body was okay? What if your body was okay? Regardless of its size, regardless of what the scale has said, regardless on whether it's fluctuating up or down, what if it was always okay? Notice, notice where the resistance comes up, because I know for a lot of you, there will be like this, like, ah, but it can't be okay, because, 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 because. Notice that. It's okay that that comes up. That is programming. It's been there for a long, long time. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. while your shoulders relax down. And ask yourself, what if you were good and worthy regardless of what you ate last night? What if it was impossible for your food choices to impact your worth as a human being? What if it was impossible for your body size or shape or what the scale says to impact your worth as a human being? Again, just notice where the resistance is coming up. That's just programming. That's just neural pathways that have been used so many times that they run in the background. But just because they are there, it does not mean they are true. It does not mean they are worth holding on to. And it does not mean that they are the best way to accomplish your goals. Let's be honest, if they were the best way, if hating your body, fighting with your body, feeling like you're at war with your body was the way to make it change, we would have all changed. Back when I was a teenager, I would have been like, oh, look, I fought my body and now it's just a fantastic shape. All through my life, I have had multiple times where if that was an effective tool, I would have been much more satisfied with my weight, but it's not an effective tool. You've tried it. It's okay that talking about doing this differently feels uncomfortable because that is habit. That is what your brain is like. But I've always thought about it that way. There's comfort in that blaming and shaming and making my body wrong. But just because there's comfort, because you've always done it that way, does not mean it is the way to move forward. It does not mean it's worthy. And it does not mean you have to keep it. You get to choose. All of this stuff is optional. And just think, like, what is the cost? Think about this. What has been the cost over your life? of fighting with your body, of fighting with that part of your brain that wants to turn to food to make you feel better. What has been the cost of making those parts of you wrong and telling yourselves there's deficits there that need to be fixed? Think about that. It has a huge cost. Think about the course of an average day for you. How often... You make a comment to yourself about your body, how it needs to change, about something you've eaten, how it wasn't okay. I want you to picture like, what if we just let that go? What if we just let it go? What if we stopped fighting with our bodies? What if we stopped fighting with our brain and making The part of our brain that seeks food, a criminal that we want to just cast out. What if we just stopped? Now, I know some of you are going to be thinking, "Okay, but if I do that and if I love my body, does that mean I can never change my body? Does that mean I have to give up any goals I have for myself? Does that mean I can't comment on what I'm eating or try to change what I eat? And that's not the case at all. But when we go after it from this standpoint, we change the conversations around when we're wanting to make change. So instead of it becoming, okay, I want to lose weight and it's because it's not okay for me to be wearing this size of jeans and it's not okay for it to feel like this when I bend over and my push on my stomach, we change the conversation to what is it that I want to feel in my body? what is it? I have a body, it's okay right now. But I also can decide that I want to feel a little bit differently in my body. It's a much more positive way to think about change. Same thing with eating is if we're like, okay, it's not wrong that my brain offers food that it's actually a positive intention. And I think this is a really powerful shift that I often uh, coach physicians on. Uh, inside Thrive Academy or um, when I'm talking to them in uh, some of the free trainings that I do is that when we reframe the concept that this part of us that drives the eating is wrong and we look at it actually it's got positive intention it is kind it wants you to feel better that is why it offers the food it's like hey you're stressed hey you've had a hard day let's try and make you feel better it just doesn't have the best tools when we think about it that way, it becomes so much easier to be like, oh, okay, can I offer you better tools? Can I learn better tools? When I notice that I've eaten something, can I talk to myself about why I might have needed to feel better in this moment and why my brain may have offered food and really understand the core reasons instead of just being like, bad, shouldn't have eaten that, stop eating that, which isn't effective. We've all tried it. So yes, you can love yourself, you can have very work on body positivity right now, before the scale ever moves, you can work on accepting your eating, and also decide that you want to make changes, but the changes that you're making, you're choosing to make them because of things that matter to you, things you want more of in your life, um, how you want your days to feel, instead of always feeling like there's parts of you that you need to be at war with, that you have to monitor? Can we view that the whole system, the whole body, including your adipose cells, are working together to do their best to take care of you? I think that's true. I think when we think about it from a physician standpoint, and we think about homeostasis, our body is trying to take care of us. And if we can start viewing that we are on the same team as our body, that we are on the same team as our brain that sometimes wants to make us feel better with food, it starts to be a lot easier to create change. And your experience of creating change in your eating or in your weight uh, feels very different. It feels better because you're not if you care about the body you live in right now you aren't going to do a whole bunch of shitty stuff to yourself to make it change shape you're gonna be like okay i care about you but i also would like to feel like it's easier for me to move i would like to feel like i have more energy in the day how can i accomplish that while still caring for you and still feeling good in my day It's a different conversation and you'll get different answers. You'll do different things that ultimately will be more effective and more sustainable because you can keep them going long-term. And that's what we do inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. That's the whole premise is, I don't think we should just lose weight. That's setting the bar too low and it opens the door to doing a whole lot of crappy ass stuff that won't work long-term and makes your days worse. Instead, if you want to work on your weight, that's fine, but let's work on thriving in it. Meaning... Let's start from a place of it's okay, your body is okay and work on finding those things that you're like, yeah, this actually feels really good. I like to do this and it also helps me feel that I'm caring for my body. It helps my body change in a positive way that makes my days closer to what I want them to feel like. It's a turning how we've been taught about eating and weight totally on its head. And this topic today is one of those really core places where, you know, we have to dig down into the foundation here because these things just feel like they are facts about what your body is and what is a good body and not a good body. And if we want to change the experience of managing our weight, the experience of managing our eating, we have to change these foundational beliefs about ourselves. We have to change the foundation of where we even start the journey from. And I want you to just take another deep breath and just picture making peace with your body. Again, picture being on the same team, shaking hands, being like, I'm not going to fight you anymore let's work together. I've got goals, you've got needs. Let's work it out on what's going to work. Pitcher no longer is saying mean shit about your body. Ever. Not to yourself. Not to other people. Not when you're in a group of women who are all saying mean stuff about their bodies. You don't jump in and start saying stuff about your body. If your body actually just deserved respect, that you would show a colleague, a friend, a patient. And just notice again, if resistance is coming up, and I think it's good for us to ask why is this so challenging? When I talk to physicians about body image stuff, which is essentially you know a piece of what we're talking about today, There is often so much internal resistance that if I like my body, if I say nice things to my body, then I'll never change. I'll never get it to be the right way. And as we've talked about, that's not actually true. Saying nice stuff, being nice to your body actually will make it more likely to change and the experience will feel a lot better. But also can we say like, why, why the fuck is this so hard? Who told us with such deep, clarity that our bodies were wrong and were only acceptable in one way. And can we just get pissed off and rage a little bit about that? Because it sure as hell wasn't one of us. Likely it was somebody way back, a group of um, male identifying people who felt like they had the power and could identify what was the right way for a body to look. And can we just rage, get mad at the fact that we have then internalized that and we have passed it from generation to generation and we have carried it forward. And can we decide that by changing how we think about our bodies, how we talk to ourselves internally about our bodies and deciding we don't have to fight anymore, that we can actually start to change that generational messaging. Even if you don't talk about your body, if you internally believe it's a good body, no matter what size, believe that it is worthy of love, it is amazing, the young women around you are going to pick up on that. If you can actually speak positively about your body and other people's bodies and how amazing human bodies are in all different shapes and sizes and how the variety that we have as human beings is what makes us so amazing. Then again, we start changing that culture. The young people listen and start to get some of that messaging instead of the same messaging that we have always received. So do this for yourself 100%. That is the most important thing. You deserve to enjoy your body. You have one body, one life. Enjoy it. Stop fighting with it. But also, if it helps empower you, if it helps light you up, think about the impact that you can have by embracing this and demonstrating it. Non-verbally and outright and verbally and how that ultimately can change this culture that has had such an impact on us. So, I want to leave you with some thoughts. If these thoughts are hard for you, if they feel uncomfortable, like a scratchy, scratchy wool sweater, it is okay. (laughs) Play with them. Let them sit. Try them on. Let them be there. It's okay that they feel uncomfortable. It's the only reason why these thoughts feel uncomfortable is we've been had our lifetime of messaging. About that there's something wrong with us. So here's some thoughts for you. Your body is beautiful. Because it is a human body. And stop. Nothing else has to happen to make it beautiful. When you think about all the amazingly beautiful, intricate things That are happening in any human body at any given moment. Human bodies are beautiful. Yours is beautiful. You are amazing because you are you. There's nobody else in the world like you. You are amazing. Just by being you. Your mind and your brain is mind-blowing. Because it is a highly trained human brain. And it is capable of so many things that you take for granted every single day. It is mind blowing how amazing your brain is, including that piece of you that wants to care for you, make you feel better by reaching for food. That doesn't change how mind blowing your brain is, how amazing you are and how beautiful your body is. All right. All right just let that sit. I know this topic is a big one. I know one podcast episode is probably not going to completely change how you think about your body, but maybe listen to this one. If this was a hard one for you, if you're like, whew, I struggle with this, it's hard for me to see that these, this messaging could apply to me. I can see it applying to other people, but the idea of it applying to me is hard. Listen to it more than once. Share it with women around you share it wide, we need to change this messaging. And if you're ready for this year to be different, if you're like, fuck all of this dieting, I'm so tired of being on this roller coaster. I want to do it differently. I want to love myself. I want to feel good in my body. I want to have energy and I want to feel good in my days. Come join us inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. That's what we do there are no diet rules, there is no restriction, there is no deprivation. I teach you how to completely change how you are approaching managing your weight and changing your eating from the foundational levels. So that the actual behavioral change starts to become so much simpler. And it feels good. So every single thing you're doing to managing your weight makes your day better. Think about that. Like, if every single thing you did to manage your eating and weight actually had positive impacts in the rest of your day, made you feel good, made you feel happy, made you feel satisfied and abundant and feeling like you're being rewarded for any hard work that you're putting in in your day. Just picture how much more sustainable it is and how much better it would feel. It's so, so worth it and you are worth it. Head over to start2thrive.ca. That's start, number two, thrive.ca. Or like I said, head over just to my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab and submit an application. And then we'll chat and we'll make sure that this is the right option for you, the right program for you before you join. So that you join with confidence that I am the right person for you and this is the right program and it's gonna change your life in six months or less. Just think about that. If six months from now, you were feeling completely different, so much more confident around managing or eating a weight, but not just confident, but like feeling good about it that you're like, I don't have to suffer to be successful in managing my weight. I don't have to strong arm myself to be successful in eating healthy and caring for my body. Think about that, the impact that that would have. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. As always, if you have any questions at all, send me an email, info at Uh Make sure you come check me out on social media, Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Dr. Key, D-R-S-I-O-B-H-A-N-K-E-Y. Uh, and send me a DM, comment on one of my posts. Tell me you found me from the podcast. I'd love to hear. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.